Let's get ready to rumble! Time, world champion, New England Patriots. Edelman's gonna throw. The quarterbacks are. Let's do it. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Pats Pack Podcast. I am here, the host, Josh, and as always, with my good friend, Josh Fadella. Josh, how are we doing on this fine Thursday evening? Doing pretty good, my friend. How are you? I am doing well. Do you know why? Hey, I'll leave it to you. Because it's getting warmer out, that's why. Not expected. We, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Definitely a plot twist from what we normally say. But you know what? As always, do you want to say it this time? This might be the last time we do I've a I've been waiting show. all year I might to let, say this. I'll let you say it this time, just once. Actually, actually. No, go ahead. <laughs> it's a great day to be great. As always, we are here. We are going to be previewing the Buffalo Bills matchup this Saturday night, 8-15, be there or be square. I actually had the opportunity to go to this game, but I am not going to this game, needless to say. The spread for this game, minus four in favor of the Bills. Moneyline, New England, plus 169. The over-under is set at 44. On to the injury report here. Starting off on the Pat side of things, we got Jamie Collins did not practice yesterday, Wednesday, with an ankle injury. Isaiah Wynn, hip slash ankle, also did not practice. This is not updated. This is the most recent practice record record report we have at the time of filming. So if this is a little off, I apologize. Sorry, but not sorry. Moving on here, everyone else was limited in practice on Wednesday. David Andrews with a shoulder injury. Christian Barmore with the knee injury was limited. That's actually impressive Huge. that he's even practicing because i didn't expect him he couldn't even put on weight yeah cody davis wrist injury kyle duggar with a hand that's good to see him back in limited fashion nick fultz still on this injury report with that left knee lawrence guy a new addition with a shoulder injury damian harris still battling that hamstring injury dante hightower with a knee injury good to see him on in limited fashion Brandon King with a toe injury, Jacoby Myers with a thigh injury, and Adrian Phillips is still on the injury report with that knee. So, a couple of things to take away here. Isaiah Wynn, I'm personally not expecting to see him out there Sunday. What do you think? I, I agree. I don't think there's a chance that he even suits up. Yeah, especially, you know, DNP both, you know, on a short mm-hmm. week, both assuming Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, there's really no hope. Or I don't want to say no hope, but I'm mm. really not optimistic that he's going to be out there. What do you think needs to happen if he's out? And do you have any concerns with him being out? Uh, yeah, kind of. Honestly, uh, he's had a pretty solidified role as the left tackle. You know, albeit being an undersized lineman per se, but he's been that guy for the past few years when healthy. Um, it's just gonna kind of suck. I really don't want to see uh justin haran there i would like to see uh more on Wainu. right even if he has been a little bit of a disappointment since mm-hmm. he's gotten to new england he's still your starting left tackle exactly yeah. it's kind of like when you get out of an abusive relationship and you're kind of <laughs> done with the significant other and you're just like you know what? i don't care i don't want to see him anymore i'm done you know mm-hmm. no kumbaya finished but at the same time you're like i do kind of miss him i did love him at one point he was great etc mm-hmm. etc et anyway getting off of the relationship talk because i am not a therapist and getting back onto the football side of things jamie collins i was surprised to see him on this injury mm-hmm. report reason for concern there a little bit, just because we don't know how well or how healthy Dante Hightower is going to be. So you saw in limited action, uh, Jamie Collins was out there. He was 
doing a pretty solid job, but it's just the depth is not, I don't think, it's not exactly a strength. They have good depth. It's just, I don't know, this, these injuries are piling up, man. Yeah, and this is a very extensive injury report. And you're going to look at the Bills side. It's like mm-hmm. empty. It's almost empty. Yeah. Which COVID will, and injury. Yeah, literally, which is actually mind-blowing. Moving on down this injury report. So Christian Balmer, we talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. That he needs to be active. <laughs> like, I'm, that's, that's not even like that'd be cool to see him out there. That would be big for the team. It's more on the lines of this needs to happen. Just this pressure, uh, pressure rate, and he's just highly graded as an interior lineman. He's he'd be huge. Absolutely, and I really think, especially. We're going to talk about this a little bit later on, mm-hmm. but if you want to win this game, you're going to have to make Josh Allen uncomfortable, and I feel mm-hmm. like to do that, you need Barmore out there. Yeah, definitely. Moving again down the list, both Duggar and Hightower, as I mentioned previously, were back in practice in limited fashion. Duggar actually was not spotted during the media portion yesterday, but he's still listed as limited, so that's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. I don't really have anything to add to that, but everyone else besides the people we talked about i would expect to be out there even both hightower and duggar really the only person on this injury report well besides jamie collins and isaiah Wynn, who did not practice the only one that's really a question mark in my mind is barmore mm-hmm. which is a good sign to see him practicing but anything else you want to take away from this initial injury report before we move on to the covid list uh not really i just we're looking forward to the leadership that hightower brings Great day to be great. Leaders lead, ballers ball. COVID list. We got Jalen Mills and Sean Wade. So Jalen Mills, he's really having a career year across the mm-hmm. board here, believe it or not, which I don't think a lot of people have realized. Overall defensive grade, this is PFF grades, 67.5. Run defensive grade, 75.3. 64.1 grade when it comes to tackling. Pass rush grade of 79.3. And overall PFF grade, of 63.5 or excuse me that is coverage grade so what does this mean for the Pats if Jalen can't suit up in this one it's huge I mean you saw they brought up uh Dan or they signed D'Angelo Ross and Craven LeBlanc that's it's just huge he's very underrated he's had his you know a roller coaster season but overall he's been a very solid corner for someone who's spending their first year in New England I feel like the second half of the year, he's really come on strong. He's really looked pretty well. Mm -hmm. I remember in that Cowboys game, he was not looking well, the game we went to. But ever since then, you know what? Ball is ball. Great day to be great. Definitely going to be a big loss if he cannot be out there. But hopefully with these new protocols, especially since he did test positive Mm -hmm. earlier in the week, there's hope. But at the same time, this game being on Saturday definitely hurts those chances and that is hard to argue moving on to the Bills side of things here only three people on this injury report and there's really almost nothing to take away from so we got F.A. Abua I can never say this name F.A. Abua Da great job Josh ankle injury practice in full Emmanuel Sanders knee injury practice in full Coles Beasley loge management did not practice no one on the COVID list. Anything you want to take away from there? I'm assuming you don't want to take away because this is a pretty empty injury report, but I'll let you have the floor here for a second. I'll let you toot your horn. I'll let you squirt the water, whatever you would like. What the hell? <laughs> no, there's none. Moving on here. So the one team I really did not want in this matchup was Buffalo. Really I over like, yeah. Really? Maybe Kansas City that's the only that's the one but the Bengals one, yeah. absolutely I would rather have the Bengals oh, hell the yeah. Titans absolutely would have rather had the Titans they've already seen Mac twice mm-hmm. they owned him last time you essentially emptied your run playbook like the mm-hmm. first time you played them which you can even make the argument that the first time was a fluke 
I feel like the Bills are going to come out and say, we have something to prove because the Pats were all, you know, high on life after they beat us the first time mm-hmm. in Buffalo in that wild, windy game. They want to prove that they're the best team in this division. How do you feel going into this game against Buffalo on the road? Uh, Not bad. Definitely not as confident as I was. Uh, I'm definitely more confident in it now than before just because obviously the Pats have better coaching and my assumption is that Bill hasn't and the staff hasn't reached fully into the bag of tricks. You know what I mean? You don't know what they've had, uh, say, for the playoffs. But Buffalo, like you said, they've dominated Mac. They won the division two years in a row, and they're coming off a win, and we're coming off a no. It's just Mac hasn't looked good. There's questions. If they stop the run, it's just it doesn't look – the future looks blim. It's going to be very interesting. I really mm-hmm. just don't have a feeling about this one. Ever since the Pats beat the Bills in Buffalo, Bills mm-hmm. are 4-1. and one. Great day to be great as always. So kind of moving on to some of the key factors I see coming into this game. So Stephon Diggs, 103 catches on the year, over 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, a career high. Him and J.C. Jackson – you know island boy we know how this went the last time they played each other that island was put up for sale Mm -hmm. that crypto island that he bought crypto tanked you know what i'm saying no more dogecoin no more shibinu i can't even say that i can't speak (laughs) who wins this matchup and how important is it that jc brings his a minus game here Oh, man, it's not even A minus, A plus, something. You got to show up. Uh, definitely, I expect less uh, one-on-one single coverage. More like a lineable to double him. That's you can't. He can't stop him. 1v1. And he's, I mean, he looks forward to the matchup. He's been saying, you know, he's looking forward to Act 3. But to be honest, you know what I mean? It's just, come on. I, Lind, boy. Do you think... It seemed like last time they played, Bill kind of said, all right, go do your thing. Do you mm-hmm. think he does that again? Do you think he gives them some safety health over the top or try to box him in a little bit or yeah. something like you usually see like him do with someone like DeAndre Hopkins or one of those number one receivers? Yeah, they're going to give him help. I would hope so because based on what we saw last time, it was not great. No. I have seen much better coverage in my very short NFL mm-hmm. analyst career. Anyway, moving on down this list here. So the Bills should obviously be at full strength here. As we talked about, that injury report's essentially empty, as well as the COVID list, as barring anything crazy happening within the next 48 hours or so, which means both Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis should be out there. They should be locked and loaded. Any concerns with those two coming back and Josh Allen having a more upgraded receiving core compared to the last time when Isaiah McKenzie was the main event <clears throat> absolutely when we don't have um clear um we, we don't know who's going to be there at corner we know jc jackson's going to be there and uh but like jalen mills you don't know if he's going to show up you don't know if miles bryant's going to be able to show up and he got roasted last time so anyone on that receiving core is really like something to pay attention to are you saying if miles bryant doesn't come off the COVID list yes he came off the COVID list a couple of days ago Really? Yeah. I did not know that, actually. Yeah. So, Miles Bryant will be out there. Not that oh that makes you feel any better, but A he will bit. be out there. This must be so hard to game plan because you're like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to have this guy. I don't know if I'm going to have this guy. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, Sean Wade's not that irrelevant because 
he hasn't played since they mm-hmm. traded for him. But I mean, you're starting corner, and it could always be worse. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I was an NFL head coach, I would just have trouble sleeping at night. I would be so stressed out and so mm-hmm. paranoid, just thinking all the time, "What if this guy gets COVID? What if Mac Jones gets COVID? What if David Andrews gets COVID?" I would legitimately be paranoid twenty four seven. I wonder how many players or just people in the NFL legitimately lie about their status. Um. I mean, that's tough for me to answer because first and foremost, I don't play in the NFL, if you couldn't Mm. tell. But secondly, I would assume not. Probably not many. I don't know exactly what the protocols are. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it's like if you see someone coughing or if you see someone sneeze, it's like COVID test Mm -hmm. him now. Or if it's kind of like lenient, I really don't know. Obviously, for unvaccinated players, it's probably, as you could tell by the protocols, a tighter leash, you could say. Mm Mm-hmm. I have no idea, but right. I, I do find it kind of interesting. And I mean, we'll see what happens this year that no big names have tested positive for COVID mm-hmm. throughout the playoffs. Like, yeah, I want, I'd like to, I'd like to pull this up in some sort of utilization report and see mm-hmm. what the all-star caliber players were that had COVID like during the regular season and the playoffs. And I guarantee you it's like this and like this. Oh, absolutely. One zigging, the other is zagging. So Moving down the list here, Bills defense. They lost Tredavious White after they played the Saints. Obviously, they miss him. Obviously, it's hard to say, like, yeah, we're better without him. Mm-hmm. They have not slowed down too much, which is very interesting. Since they lost him, they're 4-2, and two, and you could even make the argument 4-1 and one after and throw out that game when they played the Pats in that windy city. I feel like that's all I've been saying, and I'm really sick of saying that, to be perfectly honest. Are you scared of the Bills defense here? Yeah, especially if they even remotely play the same way they did against Mac last time. It's just, I don't know. I think this is going to be a tough matchup. But you only put up 21 points. You probably should have put up way less than that. And I think you got mm-hmm. pretty lucky putting up that many points. Like, I don't think anyone would have been surprised if that final score turned out 31-14 or 31-10 by any mm-hmm. means at all. Yeah. Um, it's... Like a positive sign is you see the Pats make these chunk plays, but it's like once they get to the red zone, they're not doing anything with it. Exactly. They're just not putting points on the board and higher score wins. This is not golf, ladies and gentlemen, if you know what I'm saying. So first two games against Buffalo, Pats ran the ball a total of 73 times, 371 yards and four touchdowns. My man, Damian Harris, designated hitter, grabbing 28 carries for 214 yards and all four touchdowns. Even if... He's limited by this hamstring injury. Looking at these numbers here, over the past two games, only 20 carries, usage has definitely been limited outside of the red zone. The majority of those carries have definitely come into the red zone. How important is it to run the ball here, and how vital is it that Damian Harris is out there to control the rock? Oh, it's completely vital. It's just that this is their identity as an offense. It's just, I know they're rotating drives here, Mm -hmm. but I feel like their production definitely takes a hit when Damian Harris is not in there. Definitely. Yeah. And Ramondre, again, Ramondre Stevenson has done a really great job. And I think he's going to continue to come on as he gets older and as he gets his second mm-hmm. year under his belt. But as of right now, I feel like you need Damian Harris out there. And I don't know if that hamstring is going to allow him to be out there. It's a possibility. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be one of those things where they interchange uh, between drives. That's I mean that's what they've yeah. been doing all year. I would mm, yeah. definitely expect to still see that. But the you've seen a couple of times now. Damien Harris, you know, starts slowly off off. slowly, gets off to a slow start and re-injures the hamstring. Mm-hmm. Like this is not the first time we've seen this movie. So 
I really wouldn't like to not see a repeat of that and just have him back to his normal workhorse mm-hmm. bell cow role. But there's a reason I'm not Bill Belichick and I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm not game planning for this game. Can the Pats contain Josh Allen here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have the pieces. He was definitely a problem week 16 when he got mm-hmm. outside the pocket. I feel like you can't let him scramble and pick up those first downs mm-hmm. like he did. I remember there was one play specifically that we talked about when we did the recap show. It was a fourth and two. J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson had him in the backfield. Josh was mm-hmm. able to go left, right, left, or whatever it was, and get out of it. How can they make Josh uncomfortable here? Love the play, love the name, hate the player. How can they make him uncomfortable to the point where he's going to make some of those mistakes that they were banking on him making when they played in week 16. You're going to have to try to get to him early. You got to change your approach defensively, especially um, just pass rush wise. Don't give him time in the pocket. And I think like, a, for example, uh, JC Jackson missed tackle. That's not necessarily like, yeah, it looked horrible. And it was like a huge fourth down like mistake, but that wasn't necessarily uh, Josh Allen. Just like, you know, crossing him. That was just JC Jackson taking a poor angle. So that's something technique-wise that can be fixed. It's also, that game should not have come down to a fourth and two, and you're asking your starting yeah. quarterback to make a tackle on Josh mm-hmm. Allen. I feel like that's not exactly how you draw it up in the mm-hmm. film room. But who knows? I feel like, I really hope Bill does change up this defense because mm-hmm. the last time they played, from what I noticed, is they didn't do anything different. The Bills just kind of kept scoring, kept moving the mm-hmm. ball. And they just said, let's see if Josh Allen makes a mistake. Josh, he did not make a mistake. He was actually fantastic. He took the great day to be great saying, and he went and ran with it. Yeah, he showed up to play. So a couple more things here before we wrap up. So Matt Judon, very key here, I feel like, going uh, kind of correlated to making Josh Allen uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 12 and a half sacks this season. First nine games, he had nine sacks and 16 QB hits. Three and a half sacks and nine pressures only the rest of the way. He hasn't had a sack or a QB hit since week 13. How important is he? And is he even more important if Barmore sits in this one? He's just huge even on and off. But yeah, you, you really look forward to that pressure off the edge. You know what I mean? That guy that sets the tone. You want to see the red sleeve up in the air. You know what I'm saying? But like... <laughs> This is not typical Matt Judon, you know, early season. Like you said, the past four games, zero sacks. So we really need that Pro Bowl form. We need, Maybe he's in the doghouse right now for those mistakes that he's made. But come playoff time, it's time to show up. Great day to be great. Winners are made in the playoffs. Ed Oliver, he was a problem in Week 16. He was a big problem. Mm-hmm. He had a sack, two QB hits. He definitely was in there a lot, definitely had a lot of pressures. He played very, very well getting that, and it really helped out a lot in that win in Foxborough. Any concerns about Ed Oliver? And are you even more concerned if Isaiah wins out? Yeah, I'm concerned. He's a very talented player. So, yeah, him going against anyone on that interior line, besides Shaq Mason and uh, uh, David Andrews, does worry me. To me, He's the guy you got to slow down. He's, you yeah. got to start with him. I feel like you got to slow down him, and then you can worry about everything mm-hmm. else. Because if he gets going, then it's game over. Yeah, definitely. Last thing before we move on to the keys of the game here. Mac Jones, 16-35, 164 yards in the first two matchups. That's not good. Obviously, don't need to beat a dead horse here. You can kind of throw out the first one because of all the win and everything like mm-hmm. that. I'm not going to go too much into detail on that. But the Bills could very well commit 
to stack in five or six guys in the box here. I feel oh, like absolutely. that's not out of the realm of possibility, especially mm-hmm. because the Pats have legitimately committed to the run. They don't care if they're ahead. They don't care if they're behind. They're, they're basically saying we are going mm-hmm. to run the ball and we don't care if we win or lose. Wind should not be a problem in this one. I did check the weather report. It's going to be cold, but cold. it's not going to be windy. Like very minimal wind. How important is it that Matt gets some confidence going early here? He's got to get it going quick, man. It's huge. I feel like this game, like we're going to know how this game's going to go the yeah. first time the Pats have the ball. If mm-hmm. they get off to a slow start, the game's essentially over. Mm-hmm. They go three and out, like I might just turn the game off. Probably not going to do that, but I could. If they get behind, it's probably over. I don't think if they get behind, like if the Bills come down, to, say they take the ball first and go and score, mm-hmm. that's bad, but I don't think it's... It's not as bad. It's yeah. not like like panic city mm-hmm. if the pats if if the bills go down score pats get the ball back and they go three and out mm-hmm. then, then then we have a big big problem mm-hmm. and i think that will really show that that's the way the game's gonna go mm-hmm. anything you want to add here before we move on to the keys of the game uh probably let's just go to the keys of the game yeah. right so mac do your job throw the ball get him some confidence going early i mm-hmm. feel like that's the first and foremost thing you gotta do the mm-hmm. first time you touch the ball Win the turnover battle. Joshua, oh, yeah. we cannot turn the ball over mm-hmm. three times like we did last week. Mac Jones can't throw a Stuart pick like that. The center mm-hmm. cannot just botch a snap like that in the playoffs. It just yep. cannot happen. And convert on third down. Josh, if we are sitting here on Sunday and the Bills, not the Bills, the Pats go one of ten on third down again, I will legitimately lose my mind. <laughs> like, And I am not kidding. Anything you want to add to that? I'll just like I was saying earlier, don't don't get behind because what we've seen the past few games is it's been really tough for the Pats to you know get back in the game like that to yep. uh, rely on Hunter Henry and Jacoby Myers. I want to see him hit those guys up, you know what I mean. But uh, and uh, three the turnovers, man. Yeah, definitely cannot have them turning the ball over it's definitely good to plan from ahead. Hopefully mm-hmm. that happens. That would be really nice if that all plays out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Not super optimistic here all right bold prediction for the game and final score my bold prediction and my final score is we win 21 to 17 wow low scoring game you're taking the under in this one i am wow my bold prediction ladies and gentlemen at home you were in for a treat if you made it this far this is the John Smith blow-up game. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm putting it out there in the universe right now. This is the John Smith right. blow-up game. I have no idea. Like, I have no statistics. I have no reason to believe that it's going to happen. I'm speaking it into existence, Josh. Tell your friends. Free John Smith. Free John, hashtag free John Smith. Let them know and let them know loud and clear. This boy is hungry, and he's got some oatmeal, and he's putting peanut butter on it, if you know what I'm saying. Final score, I think the Pats still take the loss here. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say 28-17. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up here? Or are we good to get out of here? No, let's get this win, baby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe. We will be back to recap this game and have a great weekend. Bye bye.